Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori, and today I wanted to talk about what's been going on in the churches, in particular the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and not just the mainstream, but also the independent ministries. Turns out a lot of independent ministries. And their receiving of money from the government, or the Paycheck Protection Plan, the PPP, and what exactly that means. Now, this information came out about six weeks ago, uh, maybe a little longer, maybe a little shorter, right around there. Um, but Andy Roman from Advent Messenger did a couple articles on it as well, so you can check those out. But they were discussing in there sort of what happens when you accept a loan, not a grant, a loan from the government and to see what exactly that means and maybe this this might be the answer to the question that a lot of us have had as far as uh, a lot of civil liberties that have been violated back in 2020 and why were the churches so quiet and still quiet for that matter well when you are receiving money from someone as the old saying goes you don't bite the hand that feeds um and it's important for us to keep that in mind because we we are we need to lose faith we need to lose faith in men and in institutions and in organizations because those things aren't going to save us if we look at the biblical example of how things are going to be the bible says that as in the days of noah as in the days of Sodom. Well, how many were saved from those two events? Very, very few. And in Sodom's case, it required two angels to chaperone people out of the city because they, they weren't moving fast enough, Lot and his family. So our examples are those, but also if we look at the first century church, just as it was in in Jesus's day the things that were going on in the churches was Jesus a part of the mainstream denomination the answer is no he was not now he he definitely spoke and preached and taught at the temple and in synagogues but he wasn't on their payroll and he wasn't part of the organization many times actually quite the contrary, he was opposed to them. He was calling them hypocrites, whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones, telling them that they don't allow other people to enter into salvation, and neither do they themselves enter into salvation. So it's important for us, folks, as we, we learn the things I'm going to share with you today, if you don't already know, and perhaps many of you already do, um, but if you don't already know, I just want you to think about, if nothing else, and food for thought, that we really need to get back to a point where each and every layman and each and every person just takes full responsibility for their religion. You know, somebody has to wipe the shame off of Christ's face. Somebody has to wipe the shame off his face because more and more, each and every day, the, si the deafening silence from the churches on the stuff that's going on is just getting worse and worse and worse. Until now, 
You could find videos of online very recently, within the last couple of days, I believe, that the denomination um, has talked about how they do not endorse the National Sunday Law book of all books. Um, and that's where we're at. And that shouldn't really come as a surprise to many of us. It's just another reason, folks. It's just another reason to lose faith. <laughs> I know that's a weird message to hear, but lose faith in men, in yourself, in organizations, and institutions, and gain faith or reach out in faith to Christ. Because if we love him, we will we will defend him we will defend his honor when we see his religion and the things that he told us to do the commandments that he gave us the first second and third angels messages when we see those things put on the back burner and when we see just all the apostasy that's going on in not just the the mainstream churches but in many of the independents as well it's very telling to see, you know, who accepted this money because I, I'm, I'm entitling this, this, this program today, Who Lost Their Church in 2020? Because that's effectively what took place if you accepted the PPP loan. So without further ado, I want to give you the reason why churches should not accept this alone and it actually comes from a video that was um, pointed out to me by a friend from Dave Ramsey you know the get out of debt guy um, helped a lot of people over the years and he started to discuss this uh, on his program here's a clip from his show called the Dave Ramsey show where he takes some phone calls and this lady asks him a question in regards to the PPP loan and he basically states that under no circumstances should any church accept this loan and then he gives the reason why and we'll talk about that in a second Elizabeth is with us in Texas hey Elizabeth how are you I'm doing good how are you today better than I deserve what's up so I am looking for some advice to talk to my church leadership about not getting the Paycheck Protection Program loan to turn into a grant. Okay. Well, um, so uh, what, 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 type of, what type of church is this? Um, Southern Baptist. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm going to be doing a video to send out to churches uh, early next week on this subject. Because I'm telling small businesses not to do it because it's a loan and it's the SBA. They're slow. The forgiveness is likely to be changed. It's triple don't do it for churches. And here's why. You just let the federal government into the management of your organization. And if you don't mm -hmm. think that there's a high probability that people who do not agree with your theology in Congress will tie the forgiveness of that loan to you behaving in a politically correct way, then you're naive. You are about to get messed over by your government. You're about to be forced to do things that, you're, that you believe the Bible tells you not to do in order to get the forgiveness of this loan. That is coming. 
It's not in the writing today, but all you've got to do is have a regime change in the White House, or all you've got to do is have, uh, you know, uh, people with that that believe things that you believe the Bible doesn't say, uh, voted into, uh, attach it to the back of a bill, um, you know, like they did attached crap to this bill. Uh, but it'll be okay. The, oh yeah, we were going to forgive it, but we won't forgive it unless you go along with this social view of this issue that, that I guarantee you Southern Baptists wouldn't agree with. Okay. So you're about to get your church into a mess. That's my prediction. Please don't do it. Okay. So there you have it from Dave Ramsey. And that was actually posted back in April 12th of 2020. So that's why he's talking about the regime change there. And, and what have we had? We've had exactly that. Uh, so the forgiveness of this loan could very well in the future, very short time frame from now, the forgiveness of that loan could be tied to and probably will be tied to some political end. And in which case, if that end has something to do with, and it undoubtedly will, have something to do with a doctrinal belief that has to be sacrificed and compromised, well, it's going to be very tempting, you know, to just simply sacrifice or compromise that doctrine. And what will that doctrine be? That is, that is to be seen. We don't know. Um, and we don't know if that will even happen in the first place. But what we do know is that of all people to be discussing this, Dave Ramsey is a very interesting source because he's telling churches, and he's he was even telling small businesses not to get this loan for that reason. Because as he stated, you allow the government then, not, not as a consultant, not as a... As, as someone that's in the driver's seat of your organization. Now, what are the organizations and independent ministries and ministries that have done that in 2020? That would be an interesting question to answer. Well, if you look at the article entitled, The Adventist Church, the SDA Reformed Churches, the Shepherd's Rod, and the Independent Ministries received over $75 million in taxpayer money. That's the title of the article by Andy Roman from February 13th, 2021. And I'm going to read off to you guys from straight from this article where it says who received what. Now remember, these loans were supposed to be for protecting people's paychecks. But there goes a little bit further than that. And I'll get to that in a second. First, I want to read off to you. First, I want to read off to you the act who accepted what. First, we have the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists received $1.61 million. The North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists received $120,000. And $120,800. And the Lake Union Conference of Seventh-day Adventists received $406,149. Oklahoma Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $1.14 million. Taxpayer money, folks. Taxpayer money. 
Greater New York Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $2.12 million. Southeastern Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $2 million. Wisconsin Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $1.44 million. Dakota Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $624,900. North Caribbean Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $203,300. New Jersey Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $1.49 million. Mountain View Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $383,000. $582 as well, $383,552, I apologize. Lake Region Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $1.64 million. Illinois Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $1.7 million. Florida Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $618,300. The Potomac Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $5.4 million. Southwest Region Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $1.15 million. Southern Conference, Southern California Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $3.36 million. Southeastern California Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $5.93 million. Pennsylvania Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $2.19 million. Northeastern Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, 5.58 million. Indiana Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, 1.26 million. Gulf States Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, 1.28 million dollars. Ohio Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, 1.59 million dollars. North Northern New England Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, 1.01 million. Allegheny East Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $2.82 million. Central States Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $476,196. Iowa-Missouri Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $78,038. South Atlantic Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, $2.84 million. Guam Micronesia Mission of Seventh-day Adventists, $184,615. Entities owned and operated by the church. La Sierra University, $5.64 million. Pacific Union College, $3.4 million. Southwestern University, Adventist University, $1.98 million. Washington Adventist University, $2.39 million. Union College, $2.91 million. ADRA, $1.98 million. Adventist Health, $1.18 million. Adventist Media Center, $2 million. Now think about that, folks. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to be asking the government for a loan which was created and intended for small businesses. Now Andy Roman makes a great argument in this, in this article. He, say, he states this. If you add all the money received by these entities from the Seventh-day Adventist Church, that's the denomination itself, you get $72,125,850 in taxpayer money. 
Remember, these figures do not include local churches that also applied for tax money. Now, before I go on, continue to go on with the quote here, it's important for us to keep in mind that it's not like the government came knocking on their door and asked them if they wanted this PPP loan. Okay? This is something that these churches, every single one of these entities, they had to go and apply for them themselves. Okay? So keep that in mind. So while people are losing their jobs, and while businesses are closing down, and you have this PPP loan that is supposed to be for small businesses, you have a conglomerate, 20 million uh, member organization that is also receiving the benefits that were never intended for them. Because they're not supposed to be a small business. Perhaps they are a business. Um, perhaps they are in their minds. But they weren't supposed to be a business. It's supposed to be a ministry. So folks, keep that in mind. Anyways, continuing on, it says, These figures also do not include church schools at the academy and high school levels. This creates a problem because this money was supposed to be for small businesses. This was a tax-funded program designed to help small businesses with fewer than 500 employees. The Seventh-day Adventist Church is not a small business and has much more than 500 workers. Unfortunately, when applying for government funding, the church has had to describe itself as a collection of small businesses in order to individually qualify for the more than $72 million that the church has collectively received. In other words, folks, now, I hope you're ready for this. In other words, every single one of these entities and these organizations that I have just listed that are part of the mainstream church or united to the mainstream church in some way under their umbrella, that means each and every single one of those entities lied so that they could get this money. Think about that as a ministry. Think about that as a remnant people that are supposed to be preparing for the soon return, the imminent return even, of Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to point these things out. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as lions. It says this in Proverbs 28.1. It says, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. I mean, think about that with just in terms of the pandemic. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous, they're as bold as a lion. And that's what we need to be, folks. We need to start girding up ourselves and start learning straight from the books ourselves and just taking these things to heart because the organization the institution is in spite of a, a great revival and reformation the two cannot be separated in spite of that uh, we're in a lot of trouble here as a church as a remnant people 
Now, Andy Roman goes on. He says, but we as Seventh-day Adventists know perfectly well that churches, conferences, unions, divisions, and the general conference are not independent ministries or entities. When it serves our purposes, we are not many churches, but one church with more than 20 million members, a representative organization that is one global family. But when applying for tax money, each organization, church, conference, and union applied individually so that we didn't go over the 500 employee limit. Tragically, many real small businesses did not receive any funding because the big church organizations, Roman, Roman Catholic, Protestant, and Adventist, got most of the money. Remember, the PPP tax money for small businesses was limited and did run out quickly. So keep that in mind, folks. The Seventh-day Adventist Church, the mainstream denomination, was actively involved, played a role, let's put it that way, played a role in the destruction of people's livelihoods this last year, and not a few number. $75 million. How many businesses do you think that could have saved? I would say a small. if it's a small business, that probably could have saved at least a few, right? At least maybe 10, maybe 20. Who knows? Maybe 50, maybe more than that. It depends on the business, and it depends on how long it was closed. I'm just thinking in terms of how long these ridiculous lockdowns have been. But think, just think about that for a second, folks. These entities have now allowed the government to step into the managerial role uh, when they threaten uh, not giving loan forgiveness later on, if that comes to pass. Not only have they welcomed the government right into the, the driver's seat of their, of their institutions, but they also have been involved in lying to receive money and actively engaged in taking money that could have gone to somebody else. So actively involved in destroying other people's businesses and livelihoods. That's a sad reality, folks. It's a big, hard pill for some of us to swallow, but that's the reality. Now, he also gives a list on the supporting independent ministries. These are the supporting uh, or independent ministries, self-supporting ministries, that is, that also receive money. The Heartland Institute of Health and Education received $77,062, an additional $150,000 for a grand total of $227,062. Light Bearers Ministry received $174,007. Weimar Institute, $654,502. Weimar Country Store, $10,489. 3ABN, $1.05 million. Adventist Frontier Missions, $249,363. Your Story Hour, $89,107. Young Disciples, $51,600. Maranatha Volunteers International, $524,835. Teach Services Incorporated, $45,740. Salt Outreach, $34,000. Outpost Centers International, 
received 125,300 plus 48,007 for a total of $173,307. El Evangelio Eterno, Mission International, with uh, Pastor Hugo Gambetta, received $89,380. The International Missionary Society, Seventh-day Adventist Church, Reform Movement, General Conference received $52,707. Seventh-day Adventist Reform Movement American, $133,447. So this is also the Reformed Seventh-day Adventist Church. Seventh-day Adventist Reform Movement General Conference, $106,393. Seventh-day Adventist Reform Movement Southeast United States Field, $79,319. Seventh-day Adventist Reform Movement, Western North America, $11,750. Nevada Conference of Seventh-day Adventist Reform Movement, $7,552. Also, the Shepherd's Rod. If you remember, Shepherd's Rod had a, a fringe group uh, that branched off of it. They weren't part of Shepherd's Rod, but they came from Shepherd's Rod. And that was the Branch Davidians. You remember them? From Waco, Texas, 1993, I believe. 93 or 94. The General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists, $64,031. Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association in Missouri received $80,000. You know, folks... What comes to my mind in all of this is, is another passage from Scripture, from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. It says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, for many individuals, and perhaps even some of the leaders, this might have seemed like a good idea. Some people, some of these groups, I'm not denying it's possible. I don't think that's the majority of it, but I'm not denying it's possible that some of these people did not think through and were, were actually duped, if you will, into believing that this is somehow okay or acceptable with God. Could it be, folks, that we are making the same mistake that Proverbs is warning us about? That the churches, both self-supporting, reformed, the Davidians, the, the other independent ministries, and the general conference receiving the lion's share of money that could have gone to actual small businesses. Is it possible that they're making the same mistake that we were warned about in Proverbs, where there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death? And what will happen to our church? What will happen to the remnant people? If the laity, you and me, don't start standing up for this truth and taking responsibility for this message and preaching it ourselves. Because the organization, these organizations, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And now you know, 
the reason for their silence. And that's it, folks. We're just about out of time. That's going to do it for today, but we will be back next time if God wills. Until then, keep safe, keep the faith, and God bless you. I'm Cody Mori. You've been listening to Truth Triumphant Radio.